this is Rob. And this is Sarah. And you're listening to How Much Do We Love? And this is episode 139. Hello. Hi. So we did a live show. We did a live show. It was so much fun, you guys. It was really, really exciting and fun to work on. And it was so much fun. And I think we did a good job. People seemed to like it. (laughs) It was pretty cool. People came to see it. That was cool. It was really cool. We had we had a star-studded audience, and people traveled from near and afar. People traveled from all over. It was kind of crazy. And you know what else people did? They turbaned wore it. they wore turbans. They turbaned it to the How Much Do We Love show. Come on, that tickled me so much. I can't yeah. even stand it. It was delightful. And um, so we recorded it, uh, audio recorded it, and we are going to be putting in the podcast feed. Um, some either the whole show or some chunks we're not sure yet um soon so you should will get to hear part of it yes very exciting uh lots of great music um we did some live demos and fun stuff you guys are gonna love it prizes yes uh i and there's also we did a a couple of behind the scenes videos that we're gonna try to maybe uh compile together for you guys yeah frank frankly some of them are horrifying because I'm because it's us bumming around the house, so you're gonna have <laughs> right. to. And we always have grand plans of taking a lot of video when I come to Chicago, and we mm-hmm. do like the first day, and then we don't. We just have too much fun, and we don't pick up the camera again until the last day when we're like, "Oh crap, we should make yeah. some, do some more video." So um, you get a good so, beginning and end of this one. Yeah. So we've got a <laughs> we've got we've got some 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 behind the scenes rehearsal and things like oh, that. Oh God, that's right. I haven't seen any of that. Oh, I we'll just see. rewatched them. They're not as bad as one might think. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> it's, clear, it's clearly people rehearsing, not people performing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also, we put some pictures up on the Facebook page and we have some um, that were that were sort of candids and some iPhone pics, but we also have some really traditional, traditional, terrific uh, <laughs> professional pics, traditional yes. professional. They're not, I, I can't speak um, by uh, a really great photographer. Ariel. Yes. And uh, we will put a link up to her photography website as well. But we'll put some of those up. I'll try to be able to do that today on the Facebook page. She um, also has a really great food blog for all of you people who love a food blog called The Desperate House Diva. Oh, what's the link? Do you know? I think hmm, we'll put that on the show info. Okay. I think I think mm, I'm going to look it up so that we can say it right now. It's a really and it's a it's a cool concept. She's a trained opera singer and she's actually sung around the country in recitals and uh, shows. And now she lives in the middle of Ohio, and because her husband is a college professor, and so it's like her adventures as a domestic housewife now that she's, uh, you know, kind of this opera singer trapped in the middle of Ohio. And so she's been doing all these culinary adventures. And then she happens to be this great photographer. So she takes really good food pictures too. I love it. I'm clicking on her Facebook page to see if I can find a link. It's uh, and she's desperate, a big, here it is. Desperate house diva dot blogspot.com. And she's a big fan of Ina and Nigella. So a Ooh. lot of the recipes she tries are things that are right up our alley. That's her first one. Nigella's epic chocolate Guinness cake. Oh, it looks amazing. It looks amazing. I Get ready her. for St. Patty's Day with a little Guinness oh, cake. Delicious. Um, yes, and you can also go to uh, arielphoto.com, I believe, is her uh, professional site. But we'll put links on all the pictures. So you can go to facebook.com slash how much do we love and look at pictures of us. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like such a weird thing. Um, but they're funny. And it's like us in the same room, immortalized. 
yes. happens so rarely and usually it's like in the dark with an iPhone picture in a restaurant. So it's nice to have some, <laughs> some real pictures of us Absolutely. doing the robot, for example. Yes. Um, um, wearing turbans. With puppets. With puppets. We could that probably is... say that because you won't be able to see them on the video. Yeah. you. Some of you might remember the puppets that are in the video episode 100. They came all the way from Seattle. With <laughs> their creator, with... Grand Rapids guy, who's now Seattle guy. But as you said, now we just call him Mark. Now he's Mark because we've met him. Yes. And he's a real sweetie pie. And oh, yeah. So nice to bring... Uh, bring the puppets in for us and we've got some really great uh so they did got, a number yeah we do have <laughs> some great videos of um us and Shirley do we meeting, oh I can't wait to the, see them okay meeting meeting the puppets for the first time I forgot we have that video oh good I haven't seen these all the videos send it over so I can I will it. send them they're great I I already uh, deleted a couple of the most incriminating ones oh no <laughs> <laughs> I did there were a okay. couple of us the rehearsing that is like no no one's seeing this. No one's seeing For this. For both of our sake. Thank you. <laughs> I trust you. Oh, <clears throat> all right. So anyway, that's it. We did a live show. It was exciting. Hopefully we'll do one again somewhere at some point. Um, so Absolutely. I'd love definitely... to make a, make a habit of it. I sure would too. And, um, and while you were here. Yes, we did something else fun. So remember we talked about Yahtzee and how we love games where you yell something out? Yes. So we had a night where... <clears throat> mm. How about that? We're recording in the morning. We're both a little flimmy. <laughs> it's a little flimmy cast. Uh, um, we had a little bit of a game night while Sarah was here, and we played some Yahtzee, but then uh, Doug and I wanted to introduce her to our new favorite game, Bananagrams. Banana! So you get to yell stuff out. It's a good one. You get to yell peel and split. And bananas. And dump. Now, which I don't understand how that has to do with bananas, but it's, so it's no. fun. It's like a it's like um high speed Scrabble group solitaire, yeah, kind of right. The what's also fun about it is that the tiles they look like Scrabble tiles. Um, they come in a little pouch shaped like a banana. I like that. First part. of all, it gets points. Kudos to you, Bananagrams people, because don't you want just want that game because it comes in a pouch shaped like a banana. And also, like, we were talking, like, there's a lot of packaging for the Yahtzee that just c comes in a huge box, and it's yes. really just... Uh, some dice. Some dice. Bananagrams is, like, to me, is, like, now that's the most portable game. That's... Yes. I could you, keep it in my in a large purse. Yeah. Because it kind of is a small purse, is all it is. It is. Actually, maybe I will add a strap and carry it. It kind of looks like <laughs> a banana-shaped fanny pack if it had a strap. Yeah. That would be the best... I would love it if you worst. were like waiting, waiting in line to get in a bar, and you're like, "Oh, my ID, it's right here." Zip, and you're <sighs> ruffling through your banana bag. I do have an extra one now. <laughs> I might have to do that. Oh, that would be good. Okay, it's a fun game. It has it has that um that rush you get when you're playing a card game like Speed or Nerd, like where where you're moving really quickly and you can get frustrated and maybe are using profanity yes well so the basic premise of bananagrams is uh, at the start all the tiles are placed face down and they're they look like scrabble tiles they have letters on them but they do not have numbers for scoring there's no scoring um and then everyone sits around the table and at the beginning everyone takes a set number of tiles depending on how many players there are so say there's three players everybody takes 21 tiles and then Someone yells, split, and you turn all your tiles over, and then you work, you work, talk amongst yourselves, you work uh, separately in trying to use all of your tiles and create um, like a Scrabble slash crossword grid 
You yeah, just and have you're to working on your own little grid. You don't have to worry about anybody else. You don't have to worry about anybody else's letters. And you don't have to worry about scoring. You just want to use all your letters as quickly as possible. And I think what's interesting with the first time you play is to, if you play Scrabble is to get out of the mindset of that some words are better than others and that there's a scoring element and yeah. placement. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, a two-letter word and a six-letter word are the same. I mean, obviously, a six-letter word uses more tiles, but score, it doesn't really matter. Um and so then once you have used all, your goal is to try to use all of your letters and then you yell. Split. Peel. Peel. Peel, right? right? Split yeah. is the beginning. Split peel is, beginning. is this part. And then when you yell peel, everybody has to just stop what they're doing, including you, and grab one more tile and add it. And then you just keep going until all the tiles in the center are used up and you're the last person, you're the first person to use all of your tiles when when there's no more in the center. So it's kind. Of, what's fun about it is that you someone might start get using all their tiles and peeling right away and you're not even close and it's totally stressful but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win right because you just have to be the one it's like you don't it's like um sort of musical chairs i mean you want to be the one to do it use all your tiles right at the right moment at the end it's very fun totally. we played uh, it we here. yeah you really like it yeah we loved it and i won the first game no i won the second game second and third i think you I think were i did the first game, I was freaking out because I was like, I don't, and Doug, you know, I mean, Mr. English was like, peel, 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 peel. I was like, what? Oh my God, I hate this. I can't, I'll never catch up. I'll never. And then once I sort of got my head wrapped around, it was like, I love this. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, um, there's different variations from the makers of it that I would like to try sometime too. There's like an yeah. apple version and a pear oh. version. Really? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard those. Heard of they those. Are, they're also available on... I've bought both of my sets that I've purchased from Amazon, but they're they're both available there, oh. and that they have something. Um, they're they're variations on them. They're not. It's not just that they're in a different shaped right <laughs> container, but <laughs> I, I'm a yell, big fan. When you're playing the Apple one, do you get to yell cobbler? I hope so. Or core. Core. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Pan dowdy. Pan dowdy, folks. <laughs> What's that other one? Slump. Slump. Brown, brown Betty Buckle. Ooh, now I want some sort of fruit-based dessert. Oh, that's what that's what Ariel made while she was here. She made dinner for us one night, and we had a we had a delicious crisp. Oh, I love a crisp. Let's save oh. that for an upcoming topic. We think we've. I, I think it. we've I think we've hit it before actually. I think we it might be time to revisit. So, um, the one of the extra fun things is we played this in Chicago, and then I came home. And a few days later, it was my birthday, and someone, some other host of this podcast, sent me a set for my birthday. I did. Yes, thank you. And the cutest 3D cat picture playing cards of all time. They're very cute. I love them so much. Thank you for those. I don't know that I've actually mentioned that I got them. Thank well, you. I'm glad you did. I love them. Yeah. Um, so, Bananagrams, you guys, check it out. You know, I learned um, the other day that there's also an iPhone version. Yes, Doug mentioned that you had found it. Yes, but. I think I sent him a link, and it was like 99 yeah. cents. It's okay, um, but it's more fun to play it in person. But yeah. it, it, I think you can play on, you can play, you know, with other people uh, on the iPhone version. So, like, maybe you and I could play. Got it. Well, that would be fun. A lot of times I feel like the iPhone versions sometimes are helpful for, like, practicing before the next totally. time you really take your friends on. <laughs> yes. Well, and, you know, in after the last episode, um, the Yahtzee for the iPhone and iPad both 
were free for a day. You know how they have those one day free sales for all the time on the app store. So I had tweeted it. I know a bunch of people picked it up. Um, So there was like one day where I played a lot of Yahtzee. Did you see that? I think I texted you my crazy score. Yes. So you were getting like 600 something. Hello. Four Yahtzees. Four Yahtzees. Oh, I still love the Yahtzee. It's so good. So good. So All check right. out Bananagrams, folks. And, and, it's, and it's a really nice, like, inexpensive gift. I would also yeah. feel like if I had, like, a pre-teenager type person who I didn't quite know what to get them for a birthday present, it would be a good one. I feel like my sister has it with her family and that the kids play it. I mean, and they're little, so it's a fun yeah. – just to, well, to play with tiles and make spelling. words, yeah. It makes a fun sound, like mahjong tiles, when you're, when you're mixing them up. Like and the that. tiles are really nice. Yeah. You know, they feel nice. Mm-hmm. That's good. Love it. All right. So I'll put a link to um, where you can buy it on uh, the How Much Do We Love website. Love it. Excellent. All right. What's next? How much do we love olives? I love them, as I do you. I love them. I feel like olives are a little bit of a love them or hate them food mm-hmm. for most people. Mm-hmm. So olive haters, just stick around for the ride. Bear with us. Um, I love olives. What's your favorite way to have an olive? Gosh, it's, well, in, usually in a martini. <laughs> That's where, well, of course. That's because, where, exactly ooh. where I went to. But I love them on a cheese plate. Mm. I love them in a tapenade. I like them on pizza. I love a tapenade a lot. Do you like the- That's my um, number one. Is it? That is. That's, and that was when I was first starting to, like, cook and get got my first food processor. That was, like, my go-to mm. anytime I was having a party. I would make some sort of yummy tapenade. Delicious. I like that you could they can come stuffed with all different things. In yes. particular, blue cheese. Blue cheese is the number one. And if That's I'm going to have man. an olive in a martini, oh. I want it to be a blue cheese. That and is I so want, good. And I want the olive juice. I want the dirty, dirty martini with the blue cheese olives. I went to a party once where the appetizer, one of the appetizers was almond stuffed. I have had those before. Delicious. And they were like, they had taken like three or four little, the long almond slivers. Yeah. Come in there. Oh, so good. So good. I have had. Crunch in there. Have you had garlic stuffed olives? I've had garlic. Yes. And jalapeno I've had. Yes. Mm. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the traditional pimentos. pimento. I, I often uh, pull the pimento out. I often do that too, and I will might eat it separately. But although I guess it, I think in my old in my older my as I get older and wiser, I like the pimento more. Like I think I didn't like it. I liked it less as a person in my twenties. Yes. But now I enjoy that. As I a person in her it. early thirties. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I just skipped the thirties. Um, <laughs> Whatever. I just had a birthday. Um, I'm so old. I now. What about the green? Do you like black or green? How do you feel about the black olive? I'm more of a black olive person, actually. Like, so I ma- I tend to make black olive tapenade. If mm-hmm. if I go someplace where they have the olive boat, which I love, the long skinny olive serving dish. Oh, do you know what I'm talking about? I think I do. I didn't they know it was called they, an they, olive boat. I think that's what they're called. They have them at they have them at Crate and Barrel, and there's a couple couple different like wine places that we like to go to that you can order like you know mixed olives like cured with citrus rind right. and, and olive. Oh, and, olive boat. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture yeah. right now. I, I never knew and that's what it was called. I tend to go for the black olives first. In if you know if there's a mm-hmm. whole assortment of them, I 
as I'm going through them, I tend to go for the nice. What dark. about like the Greek olive? You know, like a Kalamata, that kind of mm-hmm. yeah, the black, but they're kind of purpley and kind of purpley. more briny than a like black olive in the can kind of. Do you like that's, that kind? I do like that kind. And that's the kind I think I use more cooking. Yes, I'm gonna, definitely. I'm going to make, if I'm going to add some to a pizza or an omelet, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I would. I do like green olives on a pizza though. Well, now my, I have a new favorite olive. It's not really a new favorite. Um, it's been a favorite for about a year. And it actually, when I was looking it up to prepare to talk about it, it's actually got very, very trendy a couple of years ago. And it's the Castelvetrano olive. It's uh, a, it's near Sicily. It's a, close to Sicilian olive. And it's a big, um, it's a green olive. And they're usually very bright green. They're mm-hmm. kind of a pale bright green. And they, I have never seen them uh, pitted. They always have the pits in them when I've seen them. Mm-hmm. And... It's a green olive, but it's not the it, it. It's very buttery and mild, and if you closed your eyes, you might believe it was a black olive. Mm-hmm. And they're so good. They have and them at usually like at the Whole Foods olive bar. You can get them. It's a big seller. And they're larger, right? Yeah, they're they're big and fat. Okay. And, and more almost more round. Round, yes. Oh, okay, God. I've definitely had them in like an olive assortment at. They're so good. I mean, they have a very distinct flavor to me because, you know, you can – I like an olive bar, right, where you just get the mm-hmm. container and you pick up whatever olives you want, like a Whole Foods or – most of yeah. the grocery stores have them. But the regular grocery store near me does not, near me does not have Castelvetrano. So I have to go to Whole Foods to get them. Um, and I looked it up and I actually found an article from a couple of years ago where they were saying that it was some guy from Whole Foods saying how they were selling them like crazy. I had them at um, – I went to this really terrific vegetarian restaurant for my birthday last year up in Napa called Ubuntu, and they had these olives served in a carrot top pesto, and I kind of went nuts over it, and I thought it was about the carrot top pesto, and then I realized it was really just about these olives and made it my mission to find them. I remember writing it down. I was like, what are these olives? So be on the lookout for them, and you see them on menus now. You'll see they've been trendy for a couple of years, um, but... There were, I see why because they're so delicious. Next time you should. Tr- next time you're near the Whole Foods, pop in and get a couple, Robbie. That sounds to give them delicious. a try. I f- it's I love it because it's the best of the both worlds, the black and green, because it's mm. briny but it's not as sharp. And they're very buttery. Oh, I love them. You know what they're real good with? When because I, I always get them when I go to Whole Foods. A little piece what? of that truffle tremor. Yum. Oh. Sounds so good. I, and I would say my little hint and for tapenade lovers, because I love it and I love to make it. Um, I love, at, you know, maybe I'll make it for a party, but then like a day later, two days later, mm-hmm. I love to spread it on top of a chicken breast yes. or, or like a salmon filet if I have, a, if I'm cooking for someone else. I was like, I'm wait, like, you don't need salmon. <laughs> I don't, but I love to cook it. You know, anything uh-huh. to make, like I'll do like the little, um, you know, parchment packet to right. cook the, and do like two slices of lemon on the bottom and then the salmon and then just a thin layer of the olive tapenade. Oh, it's so good. Delicious. You know, I do that with a lot of leftover dips. Like if you make like a artichoke dip next mm-hmm. and you have some leftover, maybe pound a chicken breast flat, put a big wad of that on top of it, bake it. Yeah. So good. It kind of works with a lot of different dips. You could do it with like a sun-dried tomato goat cheese dip. Mm, you can also yeah. stuff it. 
delicious. Yum. Olives. Do you guys have a favorite olive? Or some good olive recipes. I love olive bread. Yes. Ooh, yes. Really tasty olive bread. Yum. Sometimes dishes that contain olives also have raisins, you know, when they're sort of in the like Moroccan family. Uh Uh-huh. That they're not good enough to cancel out the raisins. I'm just going to say it. (laughs) Um, So quite often when I get excited because they're in a, a, like a savory food dish, it's ruined by the inclusion of the golden raisin. But, um, (laughs) and that's a weird combo. It does seem terrible to me, but very popular. It sounds terrible. It sounds horrible to me too. Oh, well, uh, but I don't want to leave it on a sour note there. Olives, we love them. It's <laughs> also, them. to me, I equate it with having a delicious martini, which I also love. So it's kind yeah, of a... Well, I, I, think of, I think of olives at a martini bar or at a, a, like a wine bar where I'm maybe having a flight. And so I want like an assortment of olives mm-hmm. to go with too. It's a nice, it's a nice snack. You can, And we love any sort of like go, like if you're having people over, I, I, it's total the same as barefoot contessa like i want to make like one thing but mm-hmm. a lot of things i just want to go buy yeah and and olives are an easy breezy put them in a pretty bowl yep. done we just did it last weekend and i suggested i was with a friend that we get mostly castle vetrano and my friend wasn't down with it and then it turned out i was right because we just put a few in there and they were the big hits big hits and I actually was like, by the way, I'm just getting another container of these to take home. And it was so exciting a couple days later when I found it in my fridge because I'd forgotten. Surprise. Oh, so good. Narnia olive. Narnia olive. Oh, you can't see, but I'm like making victory arms. <laughs> I, I literally am like clenching my fists and like, ah, the Narnia uh, olive. All right. Well, we should move on to our final topic for this morning. Since right. it is I a forgot morning, we had a third morning. one. Uh, since it's a morning morning cast, yes, we were both just talking about uh, our cups of coffee, which mine is sadly empty right now. Mine is too. Um, how much do we love a single serve coffee maker? I it for me it's perfect. Now I know there will be coffee aficionados who are not a fan because it doesn't necessarily make you know it's not like that super perfect you know cup of single brewed. There's so many different ways to make a cup but we're t- what we're talking about is like Asensio, the Keurig machine there's the Nespresso Nespresso there's a whole bunch of them they use pods or little cups to make they brew you a single cup of coffee I love ours and yes. Sarah Sarah and I both have Sensios. I actually have mine courtesy of Sarah yes um and I love it because as much and I I love a brewed cup of coffee as well and i and i have a regular coffee pot as well and i will also make, courtesy of sarah also courtesy, <laughs> somehow yeah. i ended up with a lot of extra coffee pots <laughs> and sending me coffee pots yes. in one month I coffee got maker two, two coffee makers um i like on a saturday if i'm going to be here or if i know i have a friend coming over to help me out i will make a full pot but for the most part i just want like i want to stumble into the kitchen pour myself a cup of ambition and just have like just one little and I like I I like the Cincios because I like that they're not in a cup something about that it seems like less packaging to me yeah which I enjoy um but we like we like them all and we know everybody's got their own brand that they dig but um I sure I 
sure like ours. I well, like being able to order online. I like, I like yeah. shopping for pods online. Well, and what I like about it is I don't. I try not to have too much caffeine. It's not great for me health-wise for a whole variety of reasons. But I like to just have a little bit. And if you make a single cup, with, at least with the Sensio, it's a small cup. It's like a four-ounce cup. So I have one of those in the morning. And I'm done because for me, you know, you kind of have to make at least half of a pot of coffee if you're using a traditional coffee maker for it to be any good. So then I would either drink it all, which is really more like four cups, or I would not drink it all and throw it away. And both of those just seemed like not great (laughs) great solutions. So the Sensio is great for me. And um, I order, you can get pods, you can buy the Sensio brand pods, but you can also get ones that are a little... um, uh, more variety and maybe a little higher quality. Although the Sensio ones are getting better and better, but you can go to uh, Pod Pod Beans, I think is where I used to order them from, and you can go to CoffeeWiz.com, and uh, you put in your kind of coffee maker, and they'll just give you a whole array of choices. You can get some pretty good, um, some pretty decent coffee. And for yeah. me, I'm not a coffee connoisseur. I will My just bit- put it out there. My dad is a big coffee drinker, and that was kind of a fun year was the year that he got his Keurig for Christmas because then all of us knew, like, if you're looking for, like, one more small thing to get him right. for Christmas, you know you can, like, buy him a box of mm-hmm. the, of the K-Cups. K-Cups. And, <clears throat> and he loves it when I get him ones because I think his grocery store always has, like, just regular coffee, and I'll, like be at Bed Bath & Beyond or something and find like Great. the, the Dunkin' Donuts kind right. or, the, or the or the caribou coffee kind and he's always excited to get fancy coffee. Well, and some of the uh, machines will do other stuff like other hot beverages like hot cocoa and chai tea and stuff like that. Yeah. Sensio does not. It's enjoyable to me though. I like, I feel, I have cut back on my trips to the corner coffee store unbelievably it's been so long since I've been there because now to me that's my morning ritual is yeah make make my single cup of coffee come in watch some Oprah or some mad hungry mm-hmm. and then start the day and it's like 20 cents when you I mean it's much cheaper than uh buying a four dollar cup of coffee at the coffee shop totally yeah do you well, guys but- have single serve coffee machines what do you like to um put in there We've also been discussing that we it's good to have some decaf ones on hand <gasps> Absolutely. For, for an evening cocktail. That is quite often my dessert treat. I will make a little four-ounce cup of decaf, put a little slug of Baileys in there. So good. Oh, it's so good. Enjoyable. It all comes back to a cocktail. And I would never do that with a regular coffee pot. No. Never. But because this takes approximately two minutes or less, really, and yeah. uh, I can just make the one cup. But for me, it's also good for monitoring my coffee intake. Yeah, I don't do well if I have too much coffee. A little <laughs> I weird, jittery. I have a weird thing that happens. I go into this weird, <laughs> bad coffee place. It tends to be more of a mix of coffee and because I don't put sugar in my coffee. But so, like when the frappuccino came out, mm. um, I was like, "Ooh, delicious!" It makes me a cra- into a crazy person. Yeah, it's like a thing. It makes me kind of sick and crazy, and I'm not allowed to have it. <laughs> Yeah. And once a year, I'll forget or I'll order something somewhere, not realizing that that's the combo. Right. And um, for some reason, iced coffee seems to have this effect. So every now and then, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to get an iced coffee on my way to work. It's an iced coffee morning here in sunny California. 
And for some reason, that also makes me a little crazy. So I should just stick to my single serve. Stick to what you know. I'm sure you. I prepare, it's probably like once a month on Twitter, I'll be like, I had too much iced coffee. <laughs> it makes me a little crazy. It's good to warn people, though. When I you just <laughs> steer clear. Steer clear. <laughs> All right. So All right. Uh, let's recap. Okay. What do we love about this, this episode? Uh, well, we loved doing our live show. We love doing our live show, and thanks to all the people that uh, came to it. We also uh, will we will thank all the good people at Burt's Bees and oh, yeah. at, and Artisan Cookbooks for some fun giveaways that we had. And we also should thank Sherry Coons and Chuck Larkin for writing us a super cute theme song. Oh my gosh, you guys! It's going to be great uh, when you uh, uh, you're going to love it. They wrote <laughs> us a really cute theme song. We didn't really know the words when we sang it at the live show so well, but you'll but still like it. it it gets caught in your head. I gotta tell you, <laughs> it I does. find myself singing it every once in a while. Yes. Uh, so we love the live show. Uh, we love Bananagrams. Bananagrams. Buy a set. Buy a set. Buy a set for a friend. It's a good gift. I can vouch for that. Um, we love olives of any kind, but especially Sarah loves the Castel Vetrano olive. Mm. And Rob recommends making some black olive tapenade. Yes. And finally, uh, we love a single-serve coffee. Yes, machine. And I feel like uh, I might need to double-serve today. This might be a two-cup day for me. It might be a two-cup day for me, too. Didn't sleep well. thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next time on How Much Do We Love? Bye-bye. Bye.